0: Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Today, we're going to be looking at Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead in John chapter 11. Let's turn there and read selected verses together. First of all, John 11 verse 1 to 6. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany the village of Mary and her sister, Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Mary and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. John chapter 11, verse 11 to 27. Jesus said to them, Our friend Lazarus, Has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he'll recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he meant he was taking a rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Mary and Martha to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, She went to meet him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. into the world john 11 32 to 36 now when mary came to where jesus was and saw him she fell at his feet saying to him lord if you had been here my brother would not have died when jesus saw her weeping and the jews who had come with her also weeping he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled and he said where have you laid him they said to him lord come and see jesus wept so the jews said see how he loved him john 11 38 to 45 then jesus deeply moved again came to the tomb It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Mary, the sister of the dead man said to him, Lord, by this time, there will be an odor for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him, and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary, had seen what he did, believed in him. In this miracle, Jesus demonstrates his authority over life and death. He also reveals himself as the resurrection and the life john chapter 11 verse 25 jesus says i am the resurrection and the life whoever believes in me though he die yet shall he live today we're going to look at three life lessons from this miracle life lesson number one problems are opportunities for jesus to be glorified we see in John chapter 11, verse 4, when Jesus heard about Lazarus, he said, This illness does not lead to death, for it is for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified through it. Jesus saw beyond the problem to the solution. Now, he didn't deny the problem, but in John chapter 11, verse 11 to 15, he says to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. Now, Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant he was taking a rest in sleep. So Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. Let's go to him. You see, he didn't say Lazarus is not dead. He acknowledged there was a problem. In contrast, however, Thomas only saw the problem. Look at John chapter 11, verse 16. So Thomas called, the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us go that we may die with him. Thomas, or doubting Thomas, as many know him, had a very negative view of life, it seems. When we face problems or challenges let's remember that jesus always brings hope don't lose heart like thomas only looking at the problem but look to jesus as the answer when we look at the huge problems and challenges we're facing in our world in our community and perhaps even in our own families as a result of the coronavirus pandemic we could easily become discouraged and like Thomas, just want to give up. Rather, let's look to Jesus and remember his promises. I want you to know that we're praying for each and every member of our church family, that we could take advantage of the opportunities that this time in history presents for us to reach people for Jesus. Lord Jesus, I ask you to reveal to us all the opportunities that are present in the current challenges we face. We ask you to make a way for us where there seems to be no way. We want to see you glorified in and through our lives in this season in Jesus' name. Life lesson number two. We must trust God's timing. In John chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible tells us when Jesus heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was then in john chapter 11 verse 17 it says now when jesus came he found that lazarus had been in the tomb for four days and again in verse 39 it says that lazarus had been in the tomb for four days already and was beginning to stink god doesn't do things according to our preferred schedule he has his own timing i heard somebody once say that he's never late but he misses a lot of opportunities to come early. Certainly his sisters thought that Jesus had missed the opportunity to, to heal their brother, Lazarus. In John 11:21 21 and John 11:32, 32, they say, if you had been here earlier, my brother would not have died. But we need to take heart. It's never too late with Jesus. We must trust his timing, even when in the natural, the situation looks hopeless, even when the problem is starting to stink. Trust God's timing. In Psalm 31, verse 14 and 15, the Bible says, But I trust in you, O Lord, and I say, You are my God. My times are in your hands. Thank you, Jesus, that you're never taken by surprise. We trust you with our lives. We thank you that your timing is perfect and that you know best. Friends, I know that many of us are looking forward to gathering together in person, but let's trust that God is able to to make this happen in his time, and I think that's when we will be able to do so in a safe and meaningful way. Until then, let's trust that he is at work in our lives and stay engaged with Church Online. Life lesson number three, Jesus is the answer and we must put our faith in him. Listen to John eleven twenty-five 25 to 27 and verse 40 and 44. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. In verse 40, Jesus says to her, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And then finally, verse 45, many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did, believed in him. Jesus wanted Mary Martha, the disciples, and the people who were present to trust him in what seemed to be a hopeless situation. Whatever we face in life, we must keep our faith in who Jesus is. Jesus wanted them to trust him as the I am, the present tense, not just in the past tense, where they said, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, in verse 21 and 32. Not just in the future tense, where we see they say to Jesus, one of the sisters says, uh, your brother will rise again. Martha says to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day, a future tense faith. He wants us to believe that he is the I am. He is not the I was or the I will be. We can trust him today. He wants us to have a present tense faith. You know, we may not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future and we're safe in his hands today. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you that we can trust you with our lives today. Friends, let's trust him with our future, with our families, and with our finances. Today, we're going to be looking at the miracle where Jesus walked on water, We'll be looking at two chapters, John chapter 6 and Matthew chapter 14. Let's start by reading John chapter 6, verse 16 to 21. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they rode about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near to the boat. They were frightened, but he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. The disciples were in a boat about three or four miles from shore on the Sea of Galilee, When Jesus walked on the water toward them. We're now going to read Matthew's record of this miracle, where Peter also walks on the water with Jesus. I know that many people make the point that Peter sank when he took his eyes off of Jesus. But the fact is, he walked on the water towards Jesus. And we'll be looking today at how we can be involved in miracles with Jesus ourselves. Let's read Matthew 14, verse 22 to 33. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land beaten by the waves for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Jesus wants to invite us, like he did with Peter, to be involved in his miracles. Jesus walked on the water and Peter walked on the water. We know that Peter started to sink when he took his eyes off Jesus. But remember, we can learn from failures as much as we can learn from success in life. Today, we're looking at four keys to being involved in Jesus' miracle ministry. Key number one, we must recognize and respond to God's voice. In Matthew 14, verse 27 to 29, we see that Jesus spoke to them saying, "'Take heart, it's I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. The first step in being used by God in miracles or in the gifts of the Holy Spirit is to learn to recognize his voice. Simply hearing and obeying God's voice incredibly powerful. Jesus says in John chapter 10 verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. For us to be able to follow him, we need to hear his voice. So how does God speak? Well, he speaks in many ways, but the most common way he speaks is through the Bible. I want to ask you, are we spending time reading and reflecting on the promises and principles in the Bible. So important for us to do that. Another way God speaks to us is through the voice of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And this is often described as a still small voice. It's like a nudging on the inside and it's often accompanied by the peace of God. God nudging us and pointing us in a direction but we always have a safeguard. God will never speak to us in a way that contradicts the Bible. So a great way to develop the ability to hear God's voice is to spend time in the Bible. I wanna ask you, are you putting yourself in a place where you can hear God's voice? Key number two, we must step out of our comfort zone. In Matthew 14, verse 29, we read that Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. Peter was by trade a fisherman. He was familiar with boats. Boats were safe, even in rough water and in a windy night. But in order to be used by God, he had to go beyond the familiar. He had to get out of the boat. For us to be used by God, we have to be prepared to take a risk. We must be willing to get out of our boat or our comfort zone. For example, asking permission to pray for someone or to be able to share your testimony with someone may make you feel a little vulnerable and uncomfortable. But that's where we go beyond our human ability and step onto the water to walk with Jesus. Let me pray for us as a church family today. Lord Jesus, please give us the courage to step out of our familiar, out of our comfort zone, to respond to your voice. I ask that you use us to share the good news of forgiveness, salvation, and healing with others. Help us to step out in faith and to be used by you this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's do it. An adventure of faith awaits us. Key number three, we must keep our eyes on Jesus. In Matthew 14, verse 30 and 31, we see that when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took hold of him saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Peter was used to, By God, But when he took his eyes off Jesus and began to look at the wind and the waves, the distractions around him, he began to sink. When Jesus said to Peter, oh, you a little faith, why did you doubt? He wasn't rebuking him as so much encouraging him that if he had kept his eyes on Jesus, he could have gone the whole way. Why did Peter take his eyes off Jesus? Well, perhaps he thought to himself, I am the greatest disciple after all. You see, sometimes we take our eyes off of Jesus and look at negative challenges. And other times we look at the positive results. When you're being used by God, keep your eyes on him. Don't take your eyes off of God and begin to look at the results. Keep your eyes firmly on Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now during this coronavirus pandemic let's keep our eyes on Jesus. We can easily take our eyes off of him and begin to look around at what's happening around us and get that sinking feeling. But remember, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Like Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, Jesus has started a good work in us and he will bring it to completion. Lord Jesus, help us to keep our gaze on you. Help us to look at you and not at the negative or positive distractions in our lives. Help us to stay in faith and not to doubt. Amen. Key number four, the glory belongs to Jesus. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 32 and 33, it says, And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those on the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. The other disciples didn't focus on Peter with either congratulations or criticism. No, they were focused on Jesus. Truly, Jesus, you are the Son of God. And when we're used by God, we must give the glory to Jesus. Once again, we see this miracle revealed who Jesus was. He was the Son of God. And miracles should always draw people to Jesus. So today, we've seen four keys to being used by Jesus. Recognize and respond to his voice. Step out of your comfort zone. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Give the glory to Jesus. I'm praying that Jesus will use us as a church family in miracles. I'm asking him to do wonderful things, big and small, as we hear his voice and step out in faith. May He use us all this week in ways that give Him the glory. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.